0: Welcome to the Uncensored Self Podcast, a safe space for all to learn to love themselves, shed their light onto others, and create a life full of never-ending joy. I'm your host, Emily, a certified professional life coach, and I first want to say thank you so much for tuning in today. Just a reminder that, hence the name, the words of this podcast are not edited or cut. We are made to celebrate our divine individuality 100% of the time, and this podcast is no exception. This is your life, and I'm so excited that you're here with me right now, taking the time to pursue and accelerate your personal self-love journey. Let's get to work. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday morning and happy last Monday of June, question mark. Let me go to my calendar really quickly. I might be lying. Um, Yes, I'm definitely lying. (laughs) Um, Whoops. I'm a little jet laggy, I think, because... I just got back from my trip yesterday i was so grateful to go on my trip to montana with my peers from my nursing program Um, i was selected one of nine i think of us Um, got to go on an immersion trip um, to the blackfeet indian reservation in montana obviously i said that like four times sorry guys again jet laggy um and we were there the past week and I say immersion trip because that's truly what it was. Originally, it was like kind of advertised as one of our clinical rotations. And it while it did fulfill the role of one of our clinical rotations and we got the clinical experience we needed for the course that it was aligned with, um, it really was an immersion experience. And I think that we left the reservation with more lessons than we like left there, I guess, in a way. Um, and that's not to say that like we didn't have an impact on the children with like our education teaching and nursing and stuff like that but um i definitely feel like i picked up so much history and culture and spiritual practices and just a lot of love that the community had to offer us so yeah and i'm here today i wanted to talk a little bit more about it because it is something so unique that i've gotten to embark on and i wanted to put in like all these like little like bits and pieces of like lessons that I learned, but I was like, what better way to kind of show you how everything kind of panned out than to read my journal entries that we had to do for clinical. So it's funny because it's like a school assignment and now I'm like turning it into a podcast episode. But um, the journal entries were very, in my opinion, relaxed. I wrote like I was writing in my own journal kind of. Um, I mean with a little more fluff and better spelling because <laughs> it has to be turned into my professor. But I wanted to talk about the journal entries today and just let that kind of guide the episode because it kind of takes you through the whole po- process of um, the trip that I was on without like the fluff, like without like the stories and the extra stuff and the silly things. But it really hones in on the lessons that I learned and the things that I really found important um, and the things that I want to remember. So I hope that in talking about them through these journal entries, they are things that you would want to remember too. Um, the first entry is from before the trip happened. It was just like one of the things we had to do. So that might not be like the biggest like wow that's really like eye like eye opening and whatever but i'm just going to read it just for context so that things flow but yeah i was very excited to be very la, 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 la. i am very excited to be back home um and in the comfort of my own space but it has truly made me feel so grateful for all that i have i mean just being in such a rural space um for that long and not being able to easily access the things that you know, make you live comfortably. Like I, I didn't have any groceries today, but I still had frozen fruit in the freezer. So I was able to just whip myself up a smoothie. And that feeling was just like phenomenal to have like fresh nutrients for my body. Um, and it just really just emphasized the fact that it's not the case everywhere in the world. And it humbled me a bit, made me more grateful and made me more inspired and motivated to make a difference in some sense. Um, And it doesn't have to be this, if you're listening to this too, like, if you're like, well, I want to make a difference. I want to do something. It doesn't have to be in like this big grand gesture. Sometimes I think the biggest thing and I'll get to this, um, my biggest takeaway was to give Grace generously. So like maybe that honestly just looks like being kinder to the stranger that checks your groceries for you when you buy them. Um, so yeah, but anyways, I'll read the journal entries. I hope that you see a little bit of my journey and my thought process in them. And I hope that it speaks to you in some way. OK, so entry one was six, eight, twenty three. It was a couple of days before the trip. And i wrote i'm eagerly awaiting this sunday the day that we leave for our clinical experience in montana completely foreign to me i am so excited to see all that montana has to offer us as a nursing community and all we will be able to leave behind after meeting a few after meeting as a group a few days ago i can see how earnestly everyone worked on their lesson plans and I'm interested to see how the children interact with us. My group put together a lesson on trauma. And while difficult to deliver in words a child would understand, I hope our teaching is able to resonate with them now or sometime in the future should they encounter such an event. Honestly, my biggest worry is how I'll be able to fit all I need in a carry-on suitcase and how my stomach will be able to handle being away from my routine meal prep. Dot dot dot. I'm a creature of habit. I'm most looking forward to meeting some beautiful children who I know will be able to teach me things about the world, myself, and humanity in the most innocent and eye-opening way. I'm thrilled to have been selected to join Villanova on this trip spoiler alert if you guys didn't know i go to villanova i feel like i've kind of been hiding that (laughs) but now that my journey's almost over yeah i go to villanova (laughs) for nursing school um it truly feels like an answered prayer in the beginning of this year i made a list of about 300 things i wanted to ask god to help me with and this singular trip seemingly fulfills many of those at once i applied pretty apprehensively yeah i applied pretty apprehensively given all the conditions i am not used to i.e sleeping on a bloat mattress in A foreign church in the middle of nowhere with no cell service and going with a bunch of strangers but i am already seeing how humbling this trip will be and i haven't even boarded a plane yet i am grateful for this experience that will advance my nursing practice and make me a kinder more empathetic human being and i prophesize very well because i do think that it made me a kinder more empathetic human being i mean that is a choice i still am going to make like every single day but it really taught me a lot of lessons okay um Entry number two, this was after health screenings day. And basically, um, actually I'll get into what exactly we did because I wrote some of that down anyway. Um, But essentially, let me just give you background. We went there and our health promotion that we were doing is teaching on nursing topics um, at the De La Salle Blackfeet School, which is a school, um, I think it's a a Catholic or a Christian school, but it's like a private, it's not a public school, it's like a private school for, excuse me, um, the children on the Blackfeet Nation Reservation so working with indigenous people and their communities and their families and their children um and that's really what we did so we had three days of teaching so like each group presented a different topic and then one day we did health screenings so like when you get go to the doctor and get a physical that's kind of like what we did at the school Um, and then mixed in with that we talked to all these different really empowering unique individuals and they shared their story and a bit about things less lessons that they carried with them and things that they doing they're doing for the community. Um, so that was pretty much what the trip was about immersion wise and education wise. Okay, entry two, health screenings day. Today, we were given the opportunity to provide health screenings and sports physicals for the children at the De La Salle Blackfeet School. Now, having a better understanding of the Indian health system as well as its staffing rates, I can see why these screenings and physicals are so welcomed in the community. After ensuring consent was provided, we created an organized rotation in the school gym so each child could be appropriately screened for height, weight, blood pressure, pulse, eyesight, range of motion, blood glucose, and a full head-to-toe workup. I was stationed at the blood glucose table, which could be an important indicator that a child is at risk for for developing diabetes. I bet the students could argue that the blood glucose station was the least fun of all of them. However, it really warmed my heart to see how they trusted me with the task. Since these health screenings only took place on day two, a lot of the kids had just met me for the first time when I told them I had to prick their finger. And if you don't know, the blood glucose test is like you get a finger prick and then it tells you the amount of glucose in your blood. That's it's what it says. Although the needle was very tiny, there for sure can be a lot of big feelings around any form of inflicted pain. So to see pretty much every child with the exception of one, sit still as I perform the task meant a lot to me. Sometimes the child needed an extra moral support. So in that case together, we recruited the help of one of the one of my professors as a hand to hold and a voice to listen to, which was a wonderful distraction. And it truly, I'm just gonna pause from the episode, um, I mean, from the, the journal entry. It truly was such a magical, um, transaction that like transpired when um the child was sit down in front of me for the first time and they would see the supplies on the table i mean they're not they they know what a needle looks like they, they've been to the doctor before um they could they could tell when there's gloves and a band-aid like <laughs> something's going on so for them to really open up to me and allow me to perform the task and also then engage in conversation with me and continue to be vulnerable with me, it just made my heart feel like all the much more like warmed. Um, and it just made me really soften my heart posture and be open to what they were saying, because if they're trusting me, then like, I'm going to trust them equally back. You know what I mean? I mean, that is my role as a nurse too, but I'm just saying like that, the way that that it all panned out, it was just so tender and loving. Um, and I'm just very grateful that they had that reaction towards me. And they saw me as someone that they could, you know, let me do this to them. Because, I mean, needles are a big deal, especially to like fourth graders. So anyways, yeah. I also, this going back to the journal entry. I also greatly enjoyed hearing about the children's passions and pursuits during the task, and I was delighted to discover that many of them had established positive coping skills for stress. They included sports participation, powwow dancing, drawing and painting, and playing traditional native games, lots of them done outdoors. They truly modeled to me what it was like to be kind, none of them mentioning anything about social media or TV as their downtime activity of choice. It brought me joy to hear just how much time they spent outdoors and with each other. And to me, that is the epitome of where health really starts, in God's country with his people um and i just want to make an extension of that last note in god's country with his people there is a time where um, me and two of the other girls that we were traveling with um with my villanova group we were just one night we where we were staying and where we were lodging in this church um there's just this big road there's like one road that goes all the way like through town literally just like a one road down just miles of emptiness but Surrounding the church was a couple houses. It was a little like established, um, community still rural, but there's other people there And um one night we were just walking because we just wanted to explore excuse me and Um, on the road, we found these children on their bikes and they were just like racing down this road because there was no cars coming and they were telling us about all the hills to climb and where, where they're going up to the horses and like poking fun at the horses. And I'm over there terrified, like, are they really poking fun at horses right now? Like they could beat them up, like, but you know, they were just one with nature. Um, and then. We lost them, you know, like they went to do their thing. We continued walking. And then on the way back, they there was a big group of them playing baseball and they invited us to to play with them. And I that was like one of the most like amazing moments of the whole trip, because it's just like humanity in its rawest. Like at our best, we are people that love people and for them to just invite us in complete strangers like <laughs> we had never been there before, like literally foreigners. And they just invited us in and took us in and allowed us to play in their game with them. And we met people, we laughed, we, we threw the ball back and forth. Like we teased one another or they, I think maybe I was teasing myself cause I suck at baseball and I, I can't play any sport that involves a ball. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just a lot of fun and it was just like, this is how we were meant to spend our time. Like just outdoors and with each other. Um, and yeah, that's the epitome of where health really starts just being outdoors and standing in love. Um, So yeah, anyways, (laughs) um, that was one of my many lessons. Um, Entry three, health promotion presentation day. Um, This morning, myself and two of the other classmates in my group had the chance to present our health promotion topic of trauma to the children at the De La Salle Blackfeet School. Our presentation included some information about the emotional and physical responses to trauma, some trauma release exercises, and a fun few rounds of toxic stress freeze tag. And toxic stress is the word that we use to kind of um redefine trauma for the younger ages because you know trauma is a big word and toxic stress just kind of you know makes it seem like it's stress but like it's toxic and it stays in your body and takes root of your life and doesn't go anywhere without you you, yeah you get the point (laughs) additionally at the end of our session each child received a prize in exchange for admitting one thing they enjoyed or learned about in our session Looking back on the day, I can state I am very pleased with how the with how the teachings went with all three groups, though I was slightly nervous as to how the students would receive such a heavy topic at what is supposed to be a fun day of summer school. I think we were able to accomplish teaching the most important parts of the information while also ending on a light and fun note with the freeze tag. Mm -hmm. Hopefully the message that we taught will stick with the children every time they remember playing freeze tag in that gym. Teaching this lesson, however, might have left a bigger impact on myself than it did on the kids of the school. At one point in the lesson, after explaining what trauma may arise from, I asked everyone in the group to put their head down, close their eyes, and then raise their hand if they could, if they have ever experienced such an event. I can't say I was surprised by the amount of young children with their hands raised, um, we completed an assessment of the community prior to being there. And the statistics led me to believe that traumatic events regularly occur on the reservation. I can say, unfortunately, that I felt the burden of these children's lives as they sat there in the circle. I, f- I felt the burden on these children's lives as they sat there in the circle and cannot even begin to fathom what their young eyes have been exposed to, to see if fil- Oh, that's a typo. Good thing. I t- I caught that. Thanks guys. <laughs> To see a full group of six or eight children, all under the age of twelve, with their hands hi- with their hands held high in the air, after asking if they've encountered trauma, is a sight I'll never unsee. This day was the most humbling to meet for me by far. While my life currently may not be all butterflies and rainbows, and currently means alludes to the fact of like you know, I guess how things panned out from like I don't know late teens to when I had this whole epiphany of like needing to love myself, and then further on, you know life happens and bad bad stuff goes the way it goes um so yeah while my life may not be all butterflies and rainbows i am very blessed to say i wouldn't have been able to confidently raise my hand if i was asked that question at that age and like i said um this journal entry closed um that day was definitely probably one of the most humbling for me because it is so crazy like you ask these children and you know again they're trusting you their heads are down their eyes are closed so they know that like none of their peers are looking and they're just trusting that we're the nurses and we're here to serve them and and bring them the best information that we possibly can so you know i ask i explain what a trauma is i explain events that may allude to to trauma or having traumatic events in your life and i ask if these children have endured such an event and all their hands fly up And it's like ooh, like like i said like i mean my life is not all butterflies and rainbows and for certain my hand is up now but like if i was asked that at like what's fourth grade like nine ten years old i don't even think i would understand the word like that and i was just like incredibly humbled and i'm just so grateful that i was you know i i had a life that was not full of traumatic experiences and I wouldn't have been able to raise my hand and I just, my heart aches for those children and any child in this world that, um, would be able to raise their hand for that question. And yeah, there's not much I can really speak on that. It's just something that I have been sitting with and it just makes me like more aware, I guess, you know, um, I feel like I was going to say one more thing but I forgot. Oh, and then after that, um, you know, I said, I made the point of saying like, you may not have seen, um, everyone's hand raised cause your eyes were closed, but my eyes were open. And I want to say that like everyone had their hand raised in the room and there was like other nurses and teachers scattered. So like, you know, like if, it wasn't just that like, Oh, all the kids have their hand raised. It was also like saying that like, you know, teachers and older people, and like we go through, th- through things like that too. Um, But then afterwards that I asked that, I asked them um, what was I because I didn't want to ask events because that's super personal. And also we if someone really said something that was like needed to be reported, it was just I didn't want to, you know, (laughs) inflict any other trauma on other students by doing so. So after reiterating that everyone at the school is a trusted individual that they can reach out to for help. All right. Now I'm just rambling. But um, after that, I said, what is one feeling that you felt during that time in your life when that traumatic event happened? So I gave the example of feeling really lonely. And a lot of these kids, they said things like, sick to my stomach or really angry. And just to hear them label an emotion with whatever they're thinking of. I mean, they're not even saying it out loud and they can label an emotion, like to be able to already begin to work through whatever they faced, it was just like, oh, it tugged in my heartstrings. Um, so yeah, something to sit with, I guess, now that I gave you that information. Um, but yeah, that was journal entry number two. Okay, entry four was today, six um, You'll be hearing it tomorrow, but today is Sunday. As you know, I record on Sundays um okay sitting comfy on my couch smoothie in hand there i go i reference that smoothie again (laughs) with endless cell service surrounding me i am indebted to the lessons that i learned throughout my time on the blackfeet nation indian reservation Struggling to come up with the right words to suffice what this opportunity has granted me is a challenge. To speak clinically, I am very grateful that I was put in such a place to practice my nursing skills, my therapeutic communication, my health promotion and education ability, and my interprofessional communication. I am also very inspired after meeting with the community nurses, the community college of nursing representatives, and the first ever Blackfeet doctor. The wonderful career path they have, pr- they have paved for themselves, in addition to all they have committed to in serving their community, is unlike any other I have met on the East Coast. Oh, there's a period there. It's unlike any other I have met on the East Coast, period. <laughs> they embody so many characteristics that practitioners should possess, and you can clearly see that the passion is just, that they're, pa- I'm losing it, guys. And you can clearly see that passion to serve is their number one motivator. The overarching lesson i found myself gravitating towards each day of the trip was to remember the ability to give grace generously this doesn't include the oh words this doesn't excuse injustices or purposeful harm being done but rather it opens up the door for more kindness and empathy in every situation in times i felt belittled i.e quote your first your worst nightmare is not getting a starbucks in the morning um, and just for context, there was at one point where one of the teachers from the school was giving us a presentation on the history and she was talking about how the kids have a lot of trauma. And she said to us, like, your worst trauma is that you didn't get, that you didn't get Starbucks this morning. And I say I felt belittled because I was like, excuse me, like, girl, you don't know my story. Like, who, who where are you getting that information from? Because yeah, I'm, sometimes I might get Starbucks, but my worst trauma is like, I could tell you and you know what I mean? I was getting defensive. So, in times I felt belittled, i.e., that. In times I felt ignored, i.e., hearing snickering from the high school crowd during her presentation, and many feelings in between, I was reminded that we are all one and the same, looking for the love and goodness in the midst of our own personal darkness. The members of Blackfeet do an incredible job at keeping family and values close to heart. And because of this, they will remain in my mind as some of the kindest people I have met. To give grace generously is to have faith that justice will be served where justice is due. So it is up to us only to love each other as we have been loved first by God. Sharing the same faith as 95% of Blackfeet Nation, and that is a statistic that they told me personally, (laughs) Um, I felt very connected to the people there and I'm forever forever grateful they allowed me to participate in this immersion experience. So yeah, I mean, there was, just referencing back to the time I felt belittled when the teacher made that comment and then the time I felt ignored, Um, I'll just talk about that a little bit to kind of circle back to the main point, but yeah, just, I mean, certain things, obviously, like you're not always going to feel like you're being like how you want to be portrayed or like you are, there's going to be times where you don't agree with what's going on around you, but you have the ability to give grace generously. And I think that practice should always be exercised. So for example, when I was giving the presentation and the high school group was snickering and giggling and not paying attention to a word that me and my peers were saying. At first, I was like, like, my first instinct was, they're being rude. And I had to check myself and be like, okay, like, what's the most generous reason I can give them for them acting this way. And I was like, I need to check my ego, check my, like, feelings about the situation and allow them to, like, just be forgiven in my eyes for whatever they're doing. And the reason I came up with it was, okay, this is a heavy topic. They've probably gone through some things and maybe this is their way of, like, be- putting up a defense mechanism and, like, just shutting it out completely and just giggling and laughing and not paying attention is making them feel good in this moment. Um, and, you know, maybe why I wouldn't, maybe while I wouldn't do that as a student, I don't I'm not these children, I'm not in their shoes. So if that's what they want to do, then they have the will to do that. And I have to be okay with that. And it's an act of self love, because then letting go of that, whatever feeling that I had of, oh, they're being rude. It made me give grace to them and then recognize that grace will be shown to me in return. If I'm mercy will be shown to me if I am merciful to others. And I really think it all just circles back. Um, All these all these things just circle back to us. And it's like, that is an act of self-love because if I am able, if I want to be received on the receiving end, I also have to be on the giving end and you get out what you put in. So it's like, you know, and why not make the world a better place while doing so? So give grace generously where grace is due. And that is all the time. Excuse me. Um, so yeah, I guess that's my little episode today. I hope you all learned something. This is just a glimpse into my experience, but I really couldn't sum it up into one episode anyway. Like I said, originally, I was going to do like, top five things I learned, but like, I really can't sum it up. Um, And I really think if I try to sit down and pick lessons, like hand pick them out, then I would be missing the whole point because this experience was an immersion, like you really have to be in the culture with the people learning their things. to understand it so I didn't want to like misrepresent um, by giving things a label of like oh this is thing number one and oh this is thing number two. So I really hope that these journal entries of my thoughts and feelings and just my, my, my life there and my time there spoke to you in some way. Um, if you have any questions at all I would love to talk about it um, and yeah. I hope this episode was helpful to you guys. Be sure to pass this podcast or episode along to anyone you think could benefit from hearing from it. And if you would like to take the time to rate or review, I would, as well as follow or subscribe, depending on what platform you're listening on, I would so appreciate it. Um, Can't wait to talk to you guys next week. And until then, I wish you all the joy in the world. XOXO. With the biggest virtual hug in the world, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my podcast today. If anything resonated with you, please don't hesitate to share this podcast with anyone else who you feel needs to hear it. You can find me on Instagram at The Uncensored Self and on TikTok at Emily Ziz for more self-love inspired content and updates about the show. I love the encouraging community we have on social media and I especially love chatting with my listeners. So please feel welcome to contact me at any point in time. If you have questions, suggestions, testimonials you wish to share, or just want to chat, DM me or send me an email at theuncensoredself at gmail.com. Human connection is one of the things I value most, so I can't wait to get to know you. I also have a text messaging service where you can sign up for weekly motivational messages free of charge. All you have to do to join is text the number 81010 with the message at TUSpod. Your listenership means everything to me. Can't wait to chat again next. And until then, I wish you all the joy in the world. XOXO, Emily.